not quite because I wouldn't be saying everything's on everything is fine. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know the analogy there. Maybe I'd just be saying like what fire? <laughs> Deflecting. Matt, you're a great leader. And uh, for everyone, it's uh, been a little while since the three of us have been together. This is Two Jocks and a Schlub, the show where Colin and Matt sit back and Ethan is the host. And that's all I've got. <laughs> what are you talking about? I'm the fucking host. This is your show. You can't just bring this shit on me. I'm eating my dinner right now. We didn't spring it on you. He, mm. he told us before we uh, stopped recording last time. That was, like three, that was like three weeks ago. I don't remember that. Do you remember that it was three weeks ago? Was it three weeks ago? You tell me. Roughly. <laughs> Roughly. Uh, what do you guys want to talk about today? I'm eating my chicken soup. Chicken soup, huh? Yep, chicken soup. Uh-huh. Tell us about your trip. Um, if you want to. I mean, if you want uh, yeah, to. Yeah, no, I can. The soup is still very hot, so I can talk about my trip for a second while it cools down a little bit. Um I just went this to Costa is, Rica. Enthusiasm that we've always wanted from the host, by the way. I never asked to be the fucking host. Uh, it's weird. I don't like it. This is Colin's job. Um, I went to Costa Rica for 10 days, and um, it was mostly good. Uh, I got sick on like the second or third day there. Um, thought it was covid um, I was, I felt like shit for one day, but then I felt fine basically the rest of the time. And we tested negative the morning of our flight home, which was like six days later. And then we tested negative again on a PCR test when we got back home to the States the next day. So we know we're good at this point, but we had, we had different symptoms and we both felt like shit, like on the same day. So we figured like what could have done it other than COVID, but Regardless, so that ruined one day, but the rest of it, we were able to salvage it. We didn't do quite as much as we were hoping. We didn't do as many um, like national parks. For those who don't know, Costa Rica is like one giant, beautiful, like jungle rainforest with beaches and like just a fuck ton of national parks. And we were hoping to explore a good amount of it. And we got one really good hike in um, and we went to the beach a few times and then that was nice, but we didn't get to do quite as much exploring of, of the jungly rainforest stuff or like the volcanoes. There are several volcanoes in Costa Rica that people like to hike also. So we didn't get to do quite as much um, as we wanted to in that way, which was a bummer because we just weren't, weren't feeling a hundred percent, but we still had a really nice time. Um, the weather was gorgeous, like 80 degrees and sunny every day. Um, and the beaches are amazing. The ocean is like the water is so clear and blue and warm and the waves are beautiful. Um, the sunsets on the beach were insane. Um, like the colors in the sky are fucking crazy. Like pinks and purples and oranges. Really, really beautiful. Um, <clears throat> it was really interesting. It was my, so those, for those who don't know, I have done very, very little international travel in my life, which, which I've always been kind of bummed about. I, I've gone to Canada many times, like to rural um, fishing lodges in Ontario or Quebec, um, which doesn't really count uh, as international Quebec. travel. Uh-huh. And then I went to Israel in 2015 as part of Birthright, which also kind of doesn't count because Birthright, you're part of a group of like 40 something people. There are guides, there's security. It's, it's not the same thing as, as like regular travel. And that's it. Canada and Israel, my whole life, never done anything internationally. And so <clears throat> I was very excited to be going to a different country for real for once. And um, 
it's pretty crazy. I mean, when you go to a place that isn't like one of the rich countries, you know, I don't know what terminology we're using these days. They're used, you know, you used to have the first world, which was America and the Western world. The second world was the Soviet Union and its satellites. And then the third world was everybody else, aka poor countries, right? I don't think we really use that terminology anymore. I think these days it's more developed versus developing or wealthy countries versus poor countries. In any case, Costa Rica is not a wealthy country. Um, it is a developing country. Despite its massive tourism industry, um, it is not wealthy. And so as somebody who has only lived in America and only traveled to Israel and Canada, it's quite a shock. Um, the houses are like really dilapidated and shabby looking. Like you can tell that there's like poverty. Um, there are like every house, no matter where you go, pretty much has like these massive like iron fences and gates and, and like bars on the windows and everything like big time security. But what's interesting is Costa Rica consistently ranks among the happiest countries in the world. Um, and I, you know, I'd have to do more reading about it to see, I think that, you know, the weather's really beautiful and it's such a beautiful place. And I think that, you know, that that really helps. But for instance, just like a couple of things that were kind of crazy for, for a spoiled American like me, um, hot water and good water pressure in the shower is not a guarantee. Like that's not a guarantee for all of Costa Rican citizens, you know? Um, and like when we were looking for Airbnbs, we learned the hard way after our first place that we needed to make sure hot water was actually like listed in the, um, in the description for the Airbnbs. Um, the roads are insane. The driving is fucking insane. It's total chaos, total anarchy. The roads are, are like, uh, really poorly labeled, like the paint jobs desperately need to be refreshed. You can't see like where the lanes are, where the shoulders are, like you can't see shit. Not that anybody would care. The way people drive around there is it's totally like lawless. They just do what they want. And what's insane about it is you have cars who are going to do whatever they want, but then you also have a fuck ton of pedestrians. They do whatever they want. Like they don't do crosswalks. Crosswalks are not a thing there, like the, except for in a couple, couple spots, but, but not many. So pedestrians kind of just do whatever. Then you have a ton of people who bike and a ton of people who do like scooters and motorcycles and the bikers and the scooter people and the motorcycles, they also just do whatever they want. Just weave in and out all the time, whether you're on the highway, whether you're in like the, the dense beach town, whatever. So the driving's pretty insane. You have to like be on the, uh, you have to be on high alert, like the entire time. Um, what's here's how you can tell that it was like kind of crazy you guys know that driving in the DMV is, is awful. We, we have like some of the worst traffic in the country and I hate driving here. I was looking forward to coming home and driving here compared to Costa Rica, mostly because like the lanes here at least are clearly labeled and they're wide enough and you just know where you're going. So, so when you were on the highway, how, how did they merge? <laughs> so did they even have merge lanes? Well, that's the thing. Yeah, they kind of, I mean, they didn't really. I mean, there were a couple of spots where, they, yeah, they kind of had them. Um, we didn't We didn't do enough of the merge lanes or drive by enough of the merge lanes to see. But that's an excellent question, Matt. They did have some of them. But it was not nearly, um, not nearly the kind of organization that we're used to here. Um, so, yeah, it was, it was, it was pretty wild. Um, I will say people generally use their signal, though which I was impressed by because around here people like it's 50, 50 and that's maybe being generous. Um, but in Costa Rica, despite everything else, that's insane. They actually use their signal. Anyways, it was overall, it was a good trip. Um, I recommend it to anybody who's interested in, you know, tropical paradise type vacations, interested in Central America, South America. 
Um, Spanish is their primary language, but a lot of them speak at least a little bit of English. Although my girlfriend and I, um, we had practiced some Spanish leading up to the trip and we did our best to speak Spanish the whole time. And we mostly were able to, and mostly got by. Um, and, um, yeah, it's beautiful. The people are happy and are very accommodating and friendly for the most part. Um, and yeah, I mean, just go and if you Google, just do like a Google image search of Costa Rica. It's pretty, it's pretty spectacular. Um, and the food's really good. Like we had a bunch of ceviche, which was delicious and just seafood in general. And then fuck tons of beans and rice, obviously is a, you know, a staple for Latin American countries. Um, but, uh, yeah. Oh, and I did a, um, a classic tropical thing. I'll have to send you guys the picture. So you know how this is a real thing, right? In places where coconuts grow naturally, you can go and you can get fresh coconut water. So they'll grab the coconut and they've got their big fucking machetes. They hack off the top of the coconut. There's a little hole there and you stick your straw in and you just drink the coconut water straight out of the coconut. So I did have to try that. I did that once. Yep. Yep. So that was kind of fun. Um, But yeah, it's a beautiful place. And a little bit in our, in my case, a little bit of a um, negative color over it just because of uh, our sickness, just not feeling a hundred percent the whole time. Um, but mostly it's really cool and it was very enjoyable. I think that just means you need to go back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At some point, at some point going to go back, but I think um, for my next trip, I think I want something um, maybe a little bit less chaotic. Well, your uh, next trip you know. is to Philadelphia. So, well, my next international trip I'm talking about, but yes, yes. <laughs> um so yeah so that's the that's the story of the costa rica trip all right thank awesome you. yeah thank you're welcome you so much you're you're very welcome how, how, I, how's I, the soup temperature now let me let me test it still very hot but good well i'll, I'll give the update to all the listeners sitting on the edge of their seats and the ongoing series of what cheese stuffed noodle is matt eating this week i've got some <laughs> Some manicotti. It, we'll get the full tubes there if you want to see them on the YouTube. Ooh, yum. Mm. Yummy. With uh, homemade Matt Root sauce. Mm. Have you just been keeping that out and getting cold this whole time? I ate some earlier when they were hot out of the oven. I tried timing it well, but you guys were both late, so I mean. I was on time for myself. You guys have a different schedule. I'm going to let that patch while I chew. Uh huh. I'm never, ever going to be here at 830, ever. So <laughs> That's why I showed up two minutes late. Not then why don't we set the fucking start time to 845? Because then I... Ethan thinks he can pop on at 9 o'clock, and then it gets <laughs> pushed back further and further. He's on Kramer time. This is That's, like a Seinfeld um... skit. <laughs> Honestly, you're probably not wrong about that. If I was thinking 845 in my head, I would think of extra leeway and I probably would end up inching towards nine. Yeah. Not on purpose necessarily. It would just happen. You know? Musicians. Yep. Musicians. Mm -hmm. Anyway, um, so come on. Come on, Ethan. You got to have something else you want to talk about. Um... I mean, what do, yeah, I don't know. Sport. I haven't been paying attention. I was in Costa Rica for 10 days. I I wasn't paying attention. And how many days have you been back? I got back on Saturday, but I've just been getting back into the swing of things and working. The only news I've been paying attention is, is to is like depressing politics and foreign policy. Um, sports, I've seen like some headlines about the Olympics, but I don't know shit about the Olympics. If you guys want to talk about the Olympics, you should. I don't know anything. No, so um, oddly, it, uh, I usually I prefer the Winter Olympics more than the Summer Olympics. I, I like watching a lot a lot of the, the Winter Olympic sports more, but 
I don't know if it's partly a symptom of cord cutting or what, but I, I haven't watched a damn thing from the Olympics, like, which is, it's a little bit of a shame because, you know, I like watching the the luge and the skeleton and the bobsled. I like watching some of the more extreme skiing and snowboarding events. I like watching the downhill. I think that's exhilarating. I can't imagine going that fast down like a super steep slope like that. Um, And I, I've missed it all. Uh, Like, I've seen I've seen a couple of clips and that's it. And I think part of it too is the NBC and the Olympics also so tightly control their their clips that you can't really they, they claim copyright everywhere. But yeah, it's stupid. Um, yeah, so I, I don't know. I haven't really watched a lot. I know um, the United States isn't doing all that well. Yeah, Some of our that. major stars are struggling. Yeah, um, there's like one person who is supposed to be amazing who has like totally fucked her two her two events so far or something. Michaela Schifrin, I think. Yep. Yep. Um, Which, some uh, controversy yeah. with the Russians again and uh, doping. Um, oh, but it was, it was about a heart medication, a banned heart medication. I want to yeah, know more details about that. It, it's their doctor says it's for her heart, but it's also considered a stimulant. Okay. So now I don't know why. Yeah, I, I'm I'm with you, Ethan. It probably was used to treat a heart ailment because I don't know what. I think, I think they're 15 or 16. I don't know what they're going to need a stimulant at, but regardless. Not a good look for Russia, which is already com- uh, competing as the Russian Olympic Committee because of the doping scandal a couple of years ago to have uh, your, yeah, your figure true. skaters test positive. So mm-hmm. we'll see what happens there. Um, yeah. But I guess it's a legal issue because according to the World Anti-Doping Agency, WADA, shout out FADA, um, <laughs> uh, you can't, technically since she's younger than 16, they can't put a press release out. Um, so there's this really odd legal issue where they can't say why they're delaying the medal ceremony and they can't announce if it's a positive test or not. So that's, it sounds like actually it's more of a legal issue than it is a, a a legal and a PR issue than it is a positive test issue. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Um, I don't know. So yeah. I, you know what I've seen more clips of? I ha- I saw more clips of Vladimir Putin falling asleep at the opening ceremony. That's that's what I saw clips of for this. <laughs> well, he's tired from all of his uh, all of his macho posturing at Ukraine, trying to fuck up Europe and the Western powers. He's very sleepy from that. So. Yeah, I mean, you know, he's Under- it's understandable. He's planning an invasion. What do you think? Yeah, he's probably gonna. He's. I don't think he's. I don't think he's actually going to invade. He actually. Yeah. I was reading a really interesting article that he stands to benefit more from not invading, from threatening to invade, but not invading. Because what he's doing right now, just by threatening to invade, what's going to happen is a lot of the Western powers, NATO, they're going to want to do like sanctions, right? They're going to want to do some economic sanctions and things like this. Western Europe and specifically Germany rely incredibly heavily on Russia's oil and gas. So what you're going to end up getting potentially is you're going to have certain countries who are going to be like, oh, sanction, sanction, we're not going to buy anything from Russia anymore. And Germany's going to be like, eh, we like rely entirely on them for our oil. So we need to keep buying. So he's like sowing discord in, in NATO by not even invading. But though, the one thing that may complicate that is the Nord, the Nord Stream pipeline, because it, it, this is kind of exposing, laying bare their strategy. Russia said it would never be used for geopolitical reasons, but um if this pipeline goes online, that they're going to control an astounding amount of the energy, natural gas and oil that flows into Europe. 
And you guys know as much as I do that they would cut it off at the first instant. It's, it's a, it's oh a my strategic God, and a geopolitical would. advantage. So, um, of course it is. They're Big trying, time. you know, you know, if, if I were the U.S., I would try and leverage the situation to block that because it would it would give them so much over control over what's going on. It's just more incentive to get rid of fucking fossil fuels once and for all. Like, I mean, that's not going to happen anytime soon, but you would think that this would be an additional kick in the nuts for people to be like, OK, we really need to we really need to get away from this. We can't be reliant on Russia. So the other interesting, so I know you said you, you read an article that said he benefits more from this, Ethan, but um, I read in a couple articles that said there was no better time for him to do this in terms of uh, the uh, his current political and economic uh, situation at home, uh, as well as the kind of what, what he's already experienced because of the existing sanctions on him um, and the fact that this is going to be now the third massive troop buildup that he's got at the border. Um, that, you know, this is going to be the last time that people actually will ever take him seriously if he doesn't do anything. But um, this isn't a geopolitical comment, comment hour. This is a, this is a nonsense and sports talk hour. So what do you guys got? Come on. Yeah, but we can, we can talk about whatever we want to. And I, yeah, maybe but, I want to talk about Russia and Ukraine some more. Especially because you're the fucking host. host. You are the host. Yeah, I'm then, the host. Then drive the conversation there, bud. Looks like <laughs> someone finally got a little, uh, little Putin-esque you, backbone. I don't, I don't. I don't need to drive it. You were you were helping. You were already going. That was very good. All I'll say, all I'll say is that my understanding is that Russians as a general rule really really love Putin's foreign policy and they think that he is making Russia great again, right? Um on the world stage. And so um in terms of him being taken seriously, I I wouldn't be I wouldn't be so quick to count him out. Um but in any case, we can talk about that more another time. But yeah, you're, I don't need to, I don't want to go into the weeds on that. It just happened to come up. And that is like the one, the one piece of news that I was consistently receiving over the last two weeks was like updates on that shit. Um, what I want to know, because you guys have been more in touch with this. Is there any news on the lockout? A little bit. Tomorrow. A little bit. What's tomorrow? What's the little bit and what's tomorrow? So MLB, excuse me as I'm eating moved they tried they issued a proposal to try and move the negotiations to arbitration to which the players said absolutely fuck no we're not going to do that you are not negotiating in good faith um arbitration negotiating at all yeah arbitration is for for the owners and the mlb is like a slam dunk for the owners to come out and win win this thing you know, based on the arbitration process, they would they would have the bulk of the power. Um, so, you know, the, Which they the, already do. The, the players union kind of came out and said, um, you know, we're not going to fall for this. You're purposely stalling or not negotiating at all to try and move it. So you have a more favorable atmosphere to conduct these negotiations. This is not in good faith. Um, and they rejected the proposal. So um, that was a kind of an interesting move. Um, not surprised. That, that the owners are doing that, but I'm glad the, the players kind of very, very quickly and loudly shot that down. Yeah, that's good. And then uh, what's tomorrow, Kyle? The, the league is expected to announce the inevitable delay of spring training. I mean, I we mean, knew that was going to happen. Classic. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, and like one of the things I read or heard about, I can't remember exactly is like, how the owners are trying to 
make people forget that they're the ones who locked the players out in the first place and, you know, make themselves out to be the, be the ones in the right. And the players are, you know, whining for more money and blah, 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 and everything. And I'm like, come on, this in 1994, like I get, I get it. Like that, you know, less media work. Yeah. That spin's not going to work anymore. Not in 2022. It's it's still super sad though. Like oh yeah, it's it's I mean, fucking it's horrible. So so depressing that this, I don't know when baseball's gonna start. Yeah, well the whole thing is depressing. This sport that we love so much is it's a fucking disaster, dude. Like I was listening, Kyle, I'm sure you listened. Um Matt, I don't know if you did, but I was listening to one of the recent podcast episodes and they were joking about like the Hall of Fame. And Michael Schur was joking. He was like you know, imagine a prospective baseball fan asking about the Hall of Fame. And imagine that this prospective baseball fan knows very little about baseball, but knows that home runs are really important, wins are really important, and hits are really important, right? And so imagine this prospective baseball fan talking about the Hall of Fame and being like, oh, cool, is the person who has the most home runs of all time in here? Oh, no, sorry, he's not. Oh, what about the person with the most Cy Youngs, the award given to the best pitcher of every year? No, he's not in there either. What about the guy with the most hits ever? Nope, not him either. Like, what a fucking joke that is. Like, you got to have something. Like, I understand they're they're still dealing with the morality. We talked about this a few weeks ago. I understand there's lots of arguments still happening about that. But, like, that's fucking insane that that is a possibility. There needs to be, like, exhibits about these guys, even if you're not going to give them the same plaques as everybody else. Like, that principle on its own, the fact that you can ask those three questions and the answer is no, is insane. It's fucking insane. And then I saw this headline. You said that wins are important. Wins in general. I did not say pitcher wins. (laughs) Pitcher pitcher wins. Pitcher wins are garbage. But winning in general is important. Um, And then I saw this headline. I didn't get a chance to read about it. I wonder if you guys did. MLB's not going to test for steroids anymore. What's what is this? Mm -mm. So like we no they can't. That was the headline. They can't. They so the headline is the MLB MLB stopped testing for steroids because of the headline it's because it's because it's part of the past cba agreement which expired oh but as soon as as soon as the new one as soon as the new one is signed so any major league baseball player who thinks they can get away with taking steroids right now and isn't going to get caught like the first day that this lockout ends like they're they're stupid if they're yeah. If they're buying that clickbait that social media is putting out there. That's hilarious. Okay. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't have time to look into it, but yeah, that's some, that's some shitty fucking clickbait. That's oh, stupid. Yeah. yeah. That's all it was. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. All right. Post that's on good the move. Post on um, the move. Give me, give me one second. I'm going to try and refill my soup without um, unplugging my whole apparatus here. So um, <laughs> do you, do you guys know there's a really famous old skit from um, SNL? where Michael Myers played, um, he played this old Jewish woman who was a talk show host named Linda Richman. And he'd get really sad and he'd go, oh, I'm verklempt, I'm verklempt, which is like being sad. And then he'd be like, I'm verklempt, talk amongst yourselves. Do you guys know that skit? It's a very famous skit. Neither of you do. Of course you don't. You guys are fucking dunces. Anyways, talk amongst yourselves while I get my soup. (laughs) We're dunces. We're dunces. Oh man! Oh man! This has been a disaster, as we expected. Yeah, listeners, I'm sorry, all all three <laughs> listeners out there. Uh, this is solely Ethan Ertz's responsibility. He's playing this off as a a smooth operator that you know that he forgot, but he, he probably remembered completely. He's, he's got a great memory for things like the for podcasting <laughs> and and baseball and music. Ethan's got a great memory. Um, you know, I never ever claimed to have a good memory about podcasting. <laughs> 
<laughs> some may say he has the best memory out there the best um and uh yeah guys um man this is just a train wreck i don't know what the fuck you guys were expecting hey hey do we you want to you want to go to the nuclear topic right now what's the nuclear topic his, yeah. his uh his initials are tuberculosis and he plays in los angeles odell beckham jr T- tuberculosis tb tom brady he doesn't play in los Trevor angeles Bauer. Oh. 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 we he haven't thought about that though. in ages we haven't talked about him he doesn't play though Period. that's what confused me mm. well okay okay, okay mr. Okay, mr semantics no one plays in los angeles right now because the fucking lockout so yeah but he's oh, on the God. ineligible okay. list yeah but he played for half the season he played 82 games so you shut your trap <laughs> Ooh, I'm getting fired up here. All right, we can talk about Trevor Bauer in a minute, but first, tell me what you guys are drinking. We didn't do that yet. Oh well, you took so long that I actually missed the first. The first one I was it was an other half Sand City collaboration, triple dry hop for their uh, anniversary. Sand now, City I moved to something lighter, which is a Czech Pilsner from up in New Hampshire called Alexander. So nice. We're, we're landing it, landing the plane softly tonight. Interestingly enough, I was talking about how Costa Rica consistently ranks um, high in the list for the happiest countries in the world, right? So like the top 20 is pretty much always like the rich Western countries, right? Western Europe, the US and Canada, with a couple exceptions. Costa Rica is one of them. And the other one, Czech Republic. Mm. Now I know that the Czech Republic, from watching an Anthony Bourdain episode over there, the Czech, the Czech people, they think that they have literally the best beer in the world. Like, they take a lot of pride in it. So I wonder if that's their reason. I wonder if that's why they're in the top 20. Their beer is just so fucking good that they're very happy. I mean, you know, the, the Pilsners are named Pilsners because they come from the Pilsen region of the Czech Republic. So uh, they got at least one one uh, style named after them. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I wouldn't say the best. But, I mean, I'd say they have very good beer. I mean, that's what they think. Yeah, well... They can think that. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I know. To all of our Czech listeners, I would love to come and visit you guys and drink a beer. Um, (laughs) uh, I love you guys. And and you guys could lecture me when I come and visit all of you Czech listeners. In fact, send some to us. Send us a little gift, uh, a little gift bag of some of your beer and we'll review it on the podcast. You know, I have to say my favorite beer that I'm drinking now uh, in the city of Philadelphia is a Czech builder. It's called uh, Mm. called Czech 10 from Human Robot Brewing in downtown Philadelphia. Oh, yeah. Human Robot's the one you're really liking, right? Yeah. Went there for their anniversary this past weekend with my brother. Nice. It also nice. happened to be his birthday, so it was great. Mm. Um, Do they have food there? Yeah. They got a sandwich shop. Should we go on Sunday uh, next week before the concert? If you get in town early enough, yeah. Well, when do we when do I uh, when do we need to leave? Matt, That's what I was asking you, Matt. You need... Matt, you better tell him like three hours before you. Well, actually... no, I'm trying to get him to come <laughs> up on Saturday. Um, he's like, what time does the concert start? I'm going to, I'm going to get, you know, I'm going to get up there right beforehand. <laughs> okay. This, all right. So first of all, this actually, Matt, I'm glad you did that because that reminded me of something I wanted to bring up tonight. So, um, but first Saturday, I have a recital, um, during the day, we have our recital where our students are playing. So that's Saturday morning and afternoon. Um, I don't know if, I don't know if I'll feel like driving up after that. Cause I'll probably want to spend the night with my girlfriend that night and then come up on Sunday, but domesticated now I'm, I'm domesticated now, but I love the fact that you did that voice because um, on this trip to Costa Rica, uh, Colin will not be surprised. Uh, at, it was very warm during during the day, but occasionally at night, if there was like enough of a breeze, 
you know, the sun's down, if there's enough of a breeze and the temperature's gone low enough, uh, I would get a little chilly, as I am wont to do. And <clears throat> so I told my girlfriend about this, how without fail, if, I, if this ever happens when I'm with Colin, and this has been the case for years now, if I'm ever with Colin and I get chilly and I say that I'm chilly, he immediately will go, I'm chilly, I'm chilly, immediately, <laughs> always. And he does like a specific voice, exactly like this nasally whiny kind of voice, right? And Matt, is, you, you didn't exaggerate it as much, but what you just, just kind of did was pretty close to that. So I don't know how to feel about the fact that whenever my friends do impressions of me, it's like incredibly nasally and whiny. I don't well, know. I, I was, I mean, I wasn't trying to do an impression of you, Ethan. I was trying to do an impression of the Polar Express kid. <laughs> <laughs> okay perfect yeah oh man that kid's the best i love him um were you gonna say something matt oh so Poe's sandwich shop yeah great sandwiches oh yeah hot and hot and cold sandwiches uh good french fries um okay so maybe we I go got, there. i got one called the wookie which was like um chicken cutlets fried up with like ranch and blue cheese and uh hot sauce Ooh, that sounds good very good. Only okay. scallions or something. It was really good. Hmm. Is it um is it easy to get in and out of the brewery? Like would it be would it be a huge hassle to go there before the show or or would it be doable? Um it's probably 20 25 minutes from the the place. Um okay. So maybe not ideal. Okay. No. Yeah, no worries. I was just curious. Um Kyle, what are you drinking? Uh it's called uh, it's from Lazy Lazy Hiker, sorry, Brewing Company. It's a Trail Candy Tropical IPA. Uh, I purchased it when we were in Boone the other day for our little half day getaway. It was probably closer to like maybe me almost a full twenty four hours. No, maybe yeah, actually, it probably was exactly twenty four hours we got away. That was it. Um, was only twenty four hours. Yeah, we left like after work on Monday, and we got back. At like three o'clock on Tuesday, somewhere did, around there. Did did the contest require you to take it on a weekday? Because that's like that's yeah, kind of, oh, that sucks. Yeah, yeah, that was that was the hardest part. Um, and and the other thing was, I mean, before we had moved our our Mexico trip, which we were supposed to be gone the same time that Ethan was, uh, we we were going to do it like in March, and then they were like, eh, we don't know if you can if they're, they're going to be snow then like it's hard to once it because it starts warming up here i mean it's going to be 60s the next couple of days here um although it definitely wasn't that warm where we were uh in beach mountain by the boone area but it was so cold <laughs> when we went tubing like the wind was whipping it was like being back in syracuse like all those all those memories of super cold mornings and ice and snow and everything perhaps did you say I'm chilly? <laughs> <laughs> no, I should have though. <laughs> uh. My I couldn't feel my face, so I was a little bit more than uh, chilly, and I yeah, even had like the the buff thing on my face, and I had my my big gloves like from back in Syracuse, and my hands were still frozen. The rest of my body was pretty warm. I layered up well, and and everything, but oh man, it was it was cold. Is Boone like high elevation? It's in the mountains. I mean, yeah, it was in the mountains. We were, I didn't know how high. Yeah, yeah, we we were like it was somewhere right outside Boone, but still, you know, really high up. And I mean, it was like twenty degrees when we were tubing at like ten o'clock in the morning, and it was like fifty degrees in Charlotte. 
Oh, wow. And so, yeah, that was the the difference uh, with everything. Okay. Yeah, that's big. Yeah. Now, did you guys see the statue of American folk music legend and one of my heroes, Doc Watson? You asking me? Yeah, I'm asking you. There's a statue of him in Boone. He's from that area. No, I, we 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 didn't really spend a lot of time in Boone. Oh, yeah. We okay. stayed we stayed on Beach Mountain the the night Monday night into Tuesday, and then um and then we just went to the to the tubing place on Tuesday, and then we left. We we had, we got lunch on uh, the App State campus. Oh, um, cool! But that was that was all the time we spent in Boone. I think what Colin is saying, Ethan, is fuck your hero. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I literally have never heard of him. So <laughs> I, well, I didn't think you had. I didn't think either of you had. But he's for those who who know about American folk music, he's well known. So uh, everyone. Important. Oh wait, nobody. Um, hey. All the cool people, like me and other people on the internet. I know a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you like that banjo guy? Who the picture of him on his album is him with a banjo with one leg up on a stool. It's your favorite favorite guy. Um, it's one of my favorite guys. You thinking of John Hartford? He's. I thought he was your favorite. He's in my holy trinity. Yeah, he's one of my favorites. Okay. And um, Woody Guthrie. Uh-huh. Woody Guthrie. Yep. And, one of my favorites. Um, very important. Yeah. So I know some. You know some. That's very good. That's very good. I'm proud of you for that. Yep. That's very Tom important. Prine. Oh, John, John Prine, um, he, he's not, he's not strictly speaking a folk musician. He was, um, a, a folk country kind of, uh, singer songwriter, but he was a singer songwriter first and foremost, kind of from the American country and folk tradition, but, but not a, not a folk musician in, in the way that we generally would think of it, which, um, actually that reminds me the next time Jeremy comes on the pod, he and I were joking about this, but maybe we'll actually do it and see how many listeners we can, um, uh, turn off from the podcast how many listeners will abandon us forever what me and jeremy were thinking about is doing a um a deep dive into our favorite musics and talking about um getting really really pedantic about all of the tiny little subgenres and what they're called and what um what makes them that like what are the identifying characteristics because that's how i am with like american roots music acoustic music like i go into all of the it's unnecessary semantics right but i can't yeah help myself. i mean everyone don't don't dare don't you dare tell ethan that trampled by turtles is new grass because he'll just yes. go on a tangent about how well yes. they're not anything because they do this 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 and this they pull from all these influences yes exactly right exactly right but that shit yeah that shit annoys me i can't help it and jeremy's the same way about heavy music like he's he might even be worse than me um but so we'll probably have we'll probably have him on the show and he and i will just talk for like an hour um just about that and you guys can just sit there and we'll see how many listeners we can keep so, so you're saying i should ask him about uh how he likes being in a death metal band yes yes you should because because <laughs> I'm, I'm for those of you for those of you who uh are listening i'm i'm saying that sarcastically because he's not in a death metal band but i'm just envisioning his reaction he he would be nice to you because you're you but he would absolutely tell you like uh no no we're actually like hardcore and something or other and this is why like death metal is this but hardcore is this like oh yeah there's it's crazy there's uh there are so many and he he's very um very picky about it the same way i am you know about folk music so i get it but um yeah so that's uh fans you have that to look uh, forward to you've got that in store 
that I mean, episode. We all can do it. Like, you know, well, you know, the band in Boston really isn't classic rock. They're in a subgenre called arena rock that really <laughs> focuses on the foreigners and the Stixes and the Bostons of the era who are touring mid to mid to small arenas around the think of the Utica Auditorium as the kind of venue that Boston would go see. <laughs> <laughs> this that, is true. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So um, you guys know, I like the band Boston quite a bit. Um, yeah, that's putting it mildly. I couldn't, I couldn't be as pedantic as Ethan, but you know, m- you know, trampled by turtles is to Ethan as Boston is to Matt as the Eagles are to Colin or Bruce. Bruce, maybe Bruce. Bruce, Bruce is Colin's number one. Yeah, but I mean, the Eagles are top three, right? Oh yeah, In, number is two. Patty, Patty number three. Patty's three. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That actually right. would be fun. We could, we could, um, not today, but uh, we could talk about like do a countdown of like our of our favorite artists and uh, and then talk about why and tell our listeners like listen to this song if you've never heard this artist. Now in Colin's <laughs> case, everybody knows his people because he listens to boring mainstream stuff. But for me and Matt, it would be interesting. I just like the idea of hey, listeners, if you've made it this far, fuck you, <laughs> strap in. <laughs> Exactly. I'm going to talk to you about Electric Six and the very wildly different albums they have put out, including the one where the guy's got a light-up codpiece and rides a moose with light-up genitalia. <laughs> See, I would love that. I think that that would be brilliant. And I think uh, some of our listeners would like that. Jeremy would like that for sure. Uh, maybe he would be it, though. I don't know. And um, speaking of, when the fuck is Cousin Greg going to come on the podcast? <laughs> we were actually talking about that earlier. Out. I'm just kidding. Yeah. Well, and? we got to we got to figure it out when it works for everybody. But I was gonna I was gonna ask both of you when when you want me to ask him a couple dates, and then I'll ask him. And now it's public, so now he's gonna know. Anytime he can he can come on anytime he wants. It's it's not anytime though because you at last minute like to say, oh, I'm going to Costa Rica. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm driving home for the holidays. We we were actually gonna be. Uh, I, I was joking when Callan said he had a surprise last week that like. Oh man, his cousin Greg coming on! Like, oh, oh, I would have been pissed. Uh, which would have made it funny. Yeah, I, you yeah, had I wireless would've... internet in Costa Rica. You could have joined. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna do this when I'm on a vacation in Costa Rica. The point of vacation in Costa Rica is to uh, completely detach myself from my usual life. Matt, how many times can Ethan say that he hates spending time with us? <laughs> I mean, he comes up with new and more inventive ways every time. Seriously. It's one of my many gifts. It's one of my many gifts. You know, oh, I'm, just, I'm very talented. I'm very talented in that way. Um, I mean, you got the you got the joy of living together, though. So I, you know, I, you guys got a lot of each other. So I, I missed that. A lot. Uh, the joy of living. Yeah, living together. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. That's true. You we, didn't miss anything. <laughs> <laughs> you, the way you asked that question, Ethan, about the joy of living? Question mark. Like, well, every I, I day didn't. is a struggle, and there is no joy in life. And well, there was a the, pause. <laughs> there was a pause between living and together. I, 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 I thought you were saying joy of living as a separate thing. I didn't realize living and together were were connected because there was a little bit of a pause there. But yes, I mean, I'm happy to talk about the phrase "joy of living" and why it's a bunch of fucking garbage. I mean, I can, <laughs> I can talk about that. That's fine. You know, anytime. Every day inside the Beltway is a wasteland. <laughs> uh, um, I mean, you know, just that the universe is um, an uncaring, unforgiving, uh, 
incomprehensible entity and nothing that we ever do or ever will do is really going to matter in the grand scheme of things. Um, because you're talking about a human life that's really long is going to last 100 years. Uh, the universe, as far as we know, has been around for 13.9 billion years. Now, I'm not amazing at math, but I can tell you that 13.9 billion is more than 100, uh, quite a bit more. And uh, and even way more than like a thousand, for instance. So imagine that you are a human like Albert Einstein and you have achieved some really great things and maybe you'll be remembered in a thousand years. That's pretty cool. Are you going to be remembered in 10,000, 100,000, uh, a million, 10 million, 50 million? We're not even Man. close to 13 billion yet. So no, forget about it. Just just have fun day to day and then forget about the rest. You just that's, start that's dating you a scientist do. and pretty soon you're whipping out Albert Einstein and giant numbers. Like, <laughs> Okay, I could have told you any of that shit way before I started dating her though because I've always been super into like the universe and cosmology. I could have told you all about that stuff a long time ago. But uh, yeah, so anyways, the joy of living. That's what I think about that. <laughs> To the um, listeners who are still out there, I mean, I, I'm enjoying this. I hope you guys are too. Oh, I think this episode is going to be a bad one. I think we're going to lose a lot of listeners. I think you guys, I think you guys are going to immediately regret this whole have Ethan host thing. Oh, he's tanking. He's just as bad as the MLB owners trying to get I'm tanking. <laughs> oh, that's what it is. You are on the side of the billionaire owners, Ethan. That's what oh no, that hurts. That's low. That's I'm a sorry. Low that low. is to, to no, associate yeah. Ethan with a billionaire. I that's might as okay. well have been driving driving a, a knife in between his ribs no it's good if you want to if you want to get to me that's the way to do it that's what no, you should I mean, do that's good that's okay you know I, I, there are there are above the board and below the belt ways i can get to you you know that, i don't want to go below the belt <sighs> i don't mind i don't give a shit about the belt you to me there's everything is everything is a uh, fair game nothing's <laughs> off limits. in a universe this vast belts don't matter exactly or, exactly I'm, right yes I'm, I'm in an odd mood i don't know what's going on tonight yeah, did you uh, accidentally imbibe certain substances earlier? No, just just two beers. Did you have like a ton of <laughs> and, Nyquil like earlier? Or something? And a lot like of coffee? a lot of cheese stuffed pasta. Were you like double fisting coffee and Nyquil, so you're feeling like really loopy? Like you want to fall asleep on the one hand, but you also have like a caffeine buzz, and then you also had some beers and a fuck ton of stuffed shells. No, I did not do any rubies before the before oh, the. Uh, that's too bad. Podcast. So it's uh it's all just from the man. Ricotta, then probably. Yeah, it's it's, it's this ricotta cheese. It's just a fuck ton of cheese. You got a fuck ton of cheese ricotta. in, you and it's filling in all the gaps inside your brain, and so you're you're all you're just like oozing cheese up in your up in your gray matter. I could think of worse things, really. I mean, yeah, oh, hundred percent. Honestly, yeah. I mean, and, and and you know, mom, I'm, if you're listening, I'm sorry, but I did imbibe in too much too many alcoholic beverages uh, one day over the weekend, and you would literally just see a block of Irish cheddar that I had in the fridge with just a big bite out of it because you know what. <laughs> You know, drunk Matt decided he's going to just take that hunk of cheese and ah, for some <laughs> um, because perfect you know, when you're when you're watching a movie and you're you're in in a couple beers and you want something salty and and a little bit sharp. I mean, some sharp cheddar cheese is awesome. I yeah, personally like to mix it with like some crackers and maybe some hot pepper jelly. I usually don't just you know eat a hunk of it like a caveman, but but to each their own. You know, that's all good. I mean, you are the cultured one. Um, I'm very cultured, yes. This caveman, I take as a compliment. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, what else we got? Did you guys have anything like that you wanted to? What you do you guys think mind? about the Matt Harvey? I don't really. I, okay, this actually that's a good point. Um, this is actually interesting to talk about because I I had forgot about this, but I want to know what you guys think. So, um, 
for those who don't know, Matt Harvey is a, is a baseball pitcher. And he was really good for a couple of years, like at the beginning of his career. And he was kind of a, a hot shot, but he fell off really quickly. And he has been struggling to stay in the league ever since, really. He's been very mediocre at best. Um, it just came out in the news that he allegedly is the person who supplied the drugs to a, a pitcher named Tyler Skaggs, who died of an accidental overdose uh, a few years ago. And supposedly he got the drugs from Matt Harvey. And so now what's what's going to happen, I assume it. Well, so Matt Harvey's going to have to go to court and like testify about it and all of this. Um, I'll be curious to see how it plays out. I haven't thought about it a ton. I don't know how I feel 100 percent, but um, I don't know. I guess it depends partially on, on how much Harvey knew, but I doubt that he knew that the drugs he was sell- giving to Tyler or selling or whatever were laced with whatever they were laced with. Was it fentanyl? Was was there fentanyl involved in this one? I know that's involved in a lot of overdoses, but I don't know if there was in this one. I'd have to go back. Okay. In any case, up. yeah, look it up. In any case, uh, um, it seems unlikely to me that Harvey knew that that these drugs were going to be laced with something that could fucking kill this guy. And, and, and this happens a lot now, right? Especially because of fentanyl. There's tons of accidental overdoses all the time. Now, as far as I'm concerned, there are people you can punish, and that's the people who are like producing the fentanyl and actually doing the lacing of the drugs. But the dealers, there are probably many dealers, probably most dealers, they don't fucking know. They have no idea. That's the whole goddamn point. Like, that's why this is all so scary and crazy. They don't know that there's fentanyl in the coke, in the heroin and whatever that they're dealing, that they're doing. Um, and, and so this idea, I bet you uh, that there are probably people all in an uproar like, oh, Matt Harvey, what a piece of shit. How could he? Do you really think he knew? I mean, maybe we'll find out he did. And, and in that case, okay, we 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 have to reconsider uh, what we're thinking about this. But this idea of blaming the person who sold the drug, um, assuming that it was unknowing, you know, unknowingly uh, containing something really fatal, to me, that doesn't fly. Like, that doesn't make any sense. Um, if, if you knew about it, okay, that's a totally different, that's a totally different argument. Uh, but assuming you you did not know like i don't know how you can be held to blame you didn't make that person do the drugs like they fucking did the drugs like you didn't make them do it um yeah. but i'm i'm very curious uh, what what your guys uh, Im- impressions are on all of this so the pink pills that he got from harvey were legitimately manufactured oxycodone okay um so harvey did not provide him with fentanyl but the blue pills which he took, he said, two blues and a red, or two blues and a pink, that may have been laced with fentanyl. And that's what they're they're looking at prosecuting someone for distributing or trafficking fentanyl. And what, so, what, what were the blues? Uh, like, what were their, do we know what the main drug was that they were? Oxycodone. The, the, the blues were also oxy? Oh, excuse oxy? me. No, sorry. I, I don't know what the blues were. Okay. Because what I want, I want, I would like to know that because on the one hand, like, yeah, obviously if you can prosecute somebody, if you can find out who knowingly like laced the shit with fentanyl, yes, get them. Um, but if you don't know, I don't know what you can do. And then if these blue pills are something equally strong, like an equally strong fucking opioid or, or some sort of drug like oxy, like you're a fucking idiot. If you take three opioids at once, like these drugs yeah, like these drugs are insanely strong on their own. And Skaggs, did he have alcohol in his system? Was that part of it? Yeah. Like, I'm sorry. Like, no, I don't I don't necessarily want to, like, disrespect the dead or whatever, unless, you know, unless it's a horrible person, then who cares? Uh, I'm not trying to, like, disrespect Tyler Skaggs, but, like, and we got to find out what the blue pills were. Yeah. But 
taking taking even one opioid and drinking is already fucking stupid. Taking an opioid plus two other pills, we'll find out what they were, hopefully, and drinking is extra fucking stupid. Like I I get I get Ethan, but I also want to be careful about blaming blaming the addict. Um if he was an actual addict, sure. Yeah, we don't want to blame the addict. I don't know that he was, right? And and if he was an addict, of course. Yeah, we don't addiction is like a serious disease and America is woefully inept at at dealing with addiction. Yes. Um in fact it's it, addiction here is like criminalized, it's really disgusting. Um, we are, we're a really backwards country as far as that concern is, is concerned. So I'm totally with you. Like if it turns out that he was an addict and everything, of course, but I just, but, I feel yeah, like three, three pills and booze is ugh, yeah. Ugh. Like, and I just feel like a lot of times, you know, at a certain point you have to be like, okay, uh, um, taking opioids and drinking alcohol is really stupid. And everybody knows that people are going to do it anyways, because people like to get fucked up. Right. Um, you know, people throughout history have accidentally overdosed because, you know, they were like Chris Farley, they were doing speed balls, right? They were doing uh, um, heroin and coke at the same time. Uh, obviously not very bright, right? But people like to get fucked up. And in his case, he was an addict, right? Um, so like, I don't know, blaming blaming the person who supplied the drug is, um, I don't know, it gets dicey in my mind. Well, well, what I'll be interested to see as the details come out is did, if he was addicted, did this did this evolve out of an injury or that he was, you know, a legitimate prescription as, as so many other opioid addictions right. have. That would be really interesting. It, it started as a, a legitimate prescription that most likely shouldn't have been prescribed, but it was pushed for one reason or the other. Um, and then you either have higher and higher, higher doses, or you have suddenly someone not being able to get that prescription and switching to something, something stronger like heroin or fentanyl. And then you have, even more and even more you know i guess i'm I'm basing a lot um i'd recommend there's a book out there called empire of pain um yeah the sackler family i was going to mention that yeah um i would highly recommend that because that kind of colors a lot of my my thoughts and i believe we've discussed in the podcast before but um it was well done um but yeah regardless it was a a tragic death of a a young pitcher yeah he Um, was like 29 wasn't he yeah. yeah so yeah kyle you got thoughts yeah, I mean, I a lot of you know what what you all already said. I mean, I I agree with. I I think I guess the thing I wonder about is like how many big time people need to die this way for like there to be a recognition that it, it seems like to me like the, some of the common themes is like isolation and like mental health plays into uh the the people who end up um overdosing um in like you know a baseball player for example i mean uh, you're especially these days you're spending a lot of time in hotel rooms like all alone and uh and, and everything you know for a hundred and what what's it 162 games in 180 days or something like that is a major league season that doesn't count spring training or the postseason like yeah um i just and and it's just like it's sad because it's like every time you know it happened to tom petty it could have happened to bob saget we'll find out you know eventually break breaking Um, news bob saget was head trauma head trauma really yeah literally like when it came out like uh earlier Literally what? Bob Saget died from head trauma. Oh, oh, you're saying from earlier today? Yeah, it just came out. Oh, wow. 
Uh, I wonder 56 what seconds ago. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Okay. Breaking wonder... news here on the podcast. Yeah, yeah exactly. I shouldn't get that oh, excited about Bob. Leave it, uh, leave it to two jocks and a schlub. Always, uh, <laughs> always breaking the important news stories right, right at the moment. Um, yeah. Interesting head trauma. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know. That that's the only thing I was thinking. Like in addi- in addition, though, is like how do we how do we help people? Like I feel like the world is just getting more isolated, even though there's <laughs> we're severely overpopulated and and everything. And like there's more people with mental health issues than ever before. And like you turn to drugs and alcohol, like in a lot of those cases, to make yourself feel better, and ends up you know turning out pretty bad, obviously, and. I um especially especially if you're like an athlete, like there's that extra layer to maybe they were pain pills, you know, and, and things like that, just trying to get through <laughs> again the grind of 162 games in 180 days, like um, you know, you throw in that layer to to it all. That that's what happened Tom Petty actually even um he had a uh, like a back injury or something. Um and so he was on some type of pain pills and and then he, whatever he did, and he OD'd, and um, yeah, yeah, it's just, it's just super sad. Like, yeah, it's awful. it's it's preventable, <clears throat> and like like you were saying, Ethan, the the way that people look at addicts and um, treat them, and and everything, it's just so like a lot of things in this country it's <laughs> it's pretty sad and messed up. But yeah, and I don't see you were asking like uh. uh you know, about, about, you know, how many, like, especially big name type of people need to die of something like this for like a real change to happen, a real reckoning. I don't think it happens as long as the ruling class keeps getting really rich and they keep, and they keep giving their donations to their politicians who are in their pocket. And I don't see that stopping anytime soon. So I don't think, I don't think anything serious will be done. Um, And I don't even know what would be done. I don't know enough about like, well, fentanyl is one thing, right? I think that's like illicit, that's illegal. Uh, I, I don't know how that works. But in terms of like the opioids, yeah, there could be shit that could be done, right? There's like stricter regulations and things like that that could be done. But I don't see that happening. Families yeah. like the Stacklers are insanely rich and are going to be funding all of the politicians, regardless of which aisle they're on, by the way. Um, I know that... Uh, I have many liberal friends and I know we have many liberal listeners who like to think that the Democrats are angels. They are not. They're not as bad as the Republicans, but they are they're in the pockets of of corporations and big money interests just as much as anybody else. Um, so, so do not be fooled. Um, but um, yeah, yeah, I don't I don't see anything. I don't see anything changing while these people are continuing to get rich. They don't give a fuck about us. They, they just they want more money and more power. And that's what they're doing. It's like uh, Frank Underwood, like. I only watched the first couple seasons of that show, but I do remember thinking, and I think even more now, their portrayal of him showing like how cutthroat it is and like literally only giving a shit about power and money. Like, I think that's the truth. That is 100% how I feel these days. I think you occasionally have a person who goes into politics for the right reasons and who actually does have their heart in the right place. I don't think it lasts. Who's Frank Underwood? Uh, He was the main character in House of Cards, Kevin Spacey's character. Uh, Okay. Yeah. So anyways, yeah, really, really sad stuff, though, with Tyler Skaggs. Um, and I guess we'll see what happens with Matt Harvey and all of that. It'll be interesting to see how it all plays out. Yeah, this is all sad. Here's my cat. And there's Boris. There's the pod cat. Boris. Yeah. Get some, get some of that purring on the mic. <laughs> there it is. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, Colin, can you do do your impression of uh, when I say that it's chilly out? Pretend I just told you that I'm chilly. Oh, wow. Like He's choking. Oh. Oh. Choking under the pressure. Wow. <laughs> what a fucking choker. He's worse than... Uh, Let's see, who was famous in Yankee history for choking? I mean, A-Rod had his redemption. Chuck Knobloch? Chuck Knobloch. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Do I need to go through the... Uh, this is like with the music. I can go through the Knobloch stuff. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Colin could. He hasn't Did seen get you there. You got him fired up. Uh, <laughs> for everyone so, who's listening, Chuck Knobloch is one of Colin's favorite players. That's why I said that. Yeah, yeah. And he was amazing until the Yankees got him. With the Twins, he was so good. And then he was okay with the Yankees, but then he all of a sudden like forgot how to throw there. And he had some uh, big hits. Yeah, had some big hits. But isn't he also? Uh, didn't we decide he's not like the best guy? Wasn't there some shit? Yeah, I mean he's one of like ten players from those dynasty teams that's been in jail for one reason or another. He's been in jail. Yeah, yeah. Chuck, you got Chad Curtis. You got that guy who cried, crawled through the ceiling. Um, who? who's that? They get the get the stair the the steroid guy. Um, he crawled through the ceiling to get Sammy Sosa's bat back, right, or something. Or maybe I'm thinking there was Brian something Halsey or Jason Grimsley. That's it. Yeah. Oh, Jason Grimsley. I don't know how I got that. that messed yeah, I'm impressed. Messed stories. Um. Yeah, he was in jail. Damn. Who else has been in jail? Wasn't Jason Grimsley like from Baldwinsville? Didn't he teach? Didn't he give? No, that's like, Jason Greeley. Jason Greeley. Oh, Greeley. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I was gonna say. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Wetland, Layritz, uh, Strawberry, Gooden. Yeah, well, but see, and Strawberry and Gooden, they were they were addicts. They had problems. Right. What was it in? Uh, what was Wetland and uh, and uh, Layritz? Rape, I think. Oh my God child rape yeah um, wait really diddling kids yeah jesus fucking christ yeah yeah that's um ugh. yep same with curtis i'm pretty sure yep rape and both of them are like kids. we're like god-fearing people that uh, well of course it's always them they're the fucking hypocrites yeah um yeah i forget what layritz did he was always drunk driving guy. yeah maybe um who yeah, it's child else? sex abuse wetland. Yeah, Jesus yeah. fucking Christ. A lot, a lot of them though. That's really depressing. This is like '96 or the dynasty in general. I guess Curtis was. Uh, was Curtis? Curtis, Curtis wasn't on the '96 team. So, the oh, he, oh, he was '98 in general. The dynasty in general. Yeah. Oy vey. I think Curtis got to the Yanks in '97. Off the top of my head. Yeah. Fuck. That sucks. Well, okay, we had um, we had gotten to a happy spot with the podcast, and then we went right back dark again. We got to end on a happier note. What do we got? What's um, what's what's something nice that we can end on? Uh, I'm not the one to to ask about that. So help me out here. What's something nice? What's something happy we can talk about here? Um, Super Bowls this weekend. Eh. Go go eh. Bengals. I'm underwhelmed. Actually, okay. It's pretty cool. It's the Bengals and uh, and and who else is it? The Rams. LA. The Rams. Yeah, that's kind of cool. All right, the Bengals LA. and the Rams. Not what people would have expected, right? I like that. I like the fact that it's uh, uh, um, 
probably both teams are are really unexpected, right? Yeah. And so here's something. Here's something. Both four um, seats. Both four seats. Yeah, that's the awesome. coaches and a couple key members of the Bengals have been making a point after each of their playoff victories to go to different establishments in Cincinnati and hand out game balls to fans in sports bars and well-known Cincinnati establishments. Okay. They started it right after their home win in the first round where they, I mean, later that night, and it was funny to hear their coach talk about it because he's like, well, it was really weird because I don't want to get sick with COVID. So it was kind of like I stayed in the corner and like tossed it over and waved everyone and said, thank you. But um, even after their wins in the road, they have come back and the following night gone out to, you know, famous, and they're hitting different ones every time, famous Cincinnati sports bars and presenting game balls and saying, thank you guys. You believe in us. We appreciate this. We, you know, we appreciate the support. We're fighting for you guys. So I, I thought that was really nice. Um, that is cool. You know, for, I guess Cincinnati's considered a small market team. Which is stupid. Felt like a big city, but it's a small market team. So Cincinnati's um, a big city. Yeah, I mean, not not as big as some of the others, but it is. Yeah, sure. But it's uh, calling it a small market, I think, is disingenuous. But anyways. The greater Cincinnati area is fairly large. Okay. So, uh-huh. um, yeah, that's, I thought that was pretty cool. And it's, uh, I'm, I'm sad this happened the year after I left, but it's been nice to see, nice to see that city get some, some positive, uh, positive vibes from the football team because the baseball team got close, but not quite. And, um, what do they got? They they don't even have an AHL hockey team. They've got an ECHL hockey team called the Cyclones, which is one level. It's like double A hockey guys for those of you guys, guys who don't know the ECHL and um, then college sports. And that's about it. I guess they like their soccer team, which I do have a scarf of, but that's, that's, that's really it. That's yeah. Cool. Yeah. My neighbor across the street, Todd uh, and, and his wife, Emily, both from uh, Cincinnati area or so uh, they have their, orange lights up uh stella is a big fan of the lights at night so she's probably a Bengals fan i will say that joey burrow chase and uh mixon are like the trio that i wish the giants had so i do really like the Bengals, but i really want maddie stafford to win a super bowl after all that crap that he put up with in detroit i think that would be really cool and like i i'm not one of those people that holds grudges against obj for being such a drama queen in new york like it'd be cool for him to get a super bowl yeah but i will hold a grudge against joe mixon because don't forget he punched a lady in the face at a diner oh really it's true yeah jesus fucking christ um and i would like to correct myself i'm wrong cincinnati is not as big as i thought cincinnati is in the grand scheme of small market it actually is yeah I'm i mean looking- think of it this way yeah. Cleveland proper only has 396,000 people in it. Yeah. And Cincinnati, like, I think is even lower than that. I was just looking. And even when you look at it as the Metro area, rather than the city itself, Cincinnati's not in the top 20. I don't even know if that's in the top 30. Oh, it might be in the, it's right around 30, maybe at least on, at least in, as of like 2019, but like Charlotte is bigger, for instance, yeah. the Charlotte. Yeah, I was going to say Cincinnati is the queen city. If you forget about that whole Charlotte place. So they call themselves the Queens. Although interestingly enough, it's got one of the biggest German populations in the United States. The Oktoberfest that is held every year in Cincinnati is the biggest in the world that does not take place in Germany. No shit. That's yeah. interesting. All right. That's, there you go. That's the content that the listeners want. Yeah, I miss you, Cincinnati. You know, it's I too bad we I'd waited until that. the end of this episode, but uh <laughs> uh hopefully the listeners stuck with us to get that good tidbit of the trivia from Matt. That's the shit they wanted to hear. Um, you know, the rest of this episode was, was garbage. I take uh, full responsibility for that. And I guess I should probably never host again. 
You're not getting off the hook. <laughs> I'm really good at tanking. Okay. Is uh, basically what that means. All right. We ready? We going to sign Probably off? We got anything goodbye. else? Uh, say goodbye, everybody. Team Tortellini still. Yes. A hundred percent. Adios. Bye.